Thanks very much. Can I ask a favor before we get started? Can we have the house lights up? Just so that I can see the, all your lovely faces and um, make sure that when I'm speaking, you guys are getting what I'm laying down. So, all good there, Pastor? <laughs> they take a while to warm up. Sorry, I'm just using the light of the spotlight for my notes. Well, uh, to everyone, kia ora and welcome. My name is Lynette, um, and some of you I've met before, some of you have seen me before, but I haven't met a heck of a lot of you. However, um, oh, well, that is quite loud from where I am, but it's all good? Okay, all right. Um, so I just, I thought I'll, I'll introduce who I am and um, where I've come from and what I do for a living. So... Um, I am my husband, William, and I, which you saw before on the screen and did a wave. Uh, we are from Auckland. We moved down from Auckland in November last year. Um, and uh, William and I pastored uh, Gateway Axe Church up in Auckland. Um, so if I have an accent, please excuse me. It is a slightly different, <laughs> slightly different accent up our ways. Um, but originally I'm from Niue. Uh, so for those of you who were... Uh, who are from South Africa or from overseas, it's okay if you don't know where New Air is. I'm pretty sure that you will get to know us eventually. For those of you who are from New Zealand and have lived there all your lives and you don't know where New Air is, shame on you. Um, uh, and for those of you who don't quite know what I just said, which was New Air, I'll translate it into English, it's New Way. So some of you will now know what I'm talking about. So I was born in New Air, um, though my dad is from Timaru, just down the road, Ginger Ninja from Timaru. And my mum is a uh, brown beauty from Niue, and they met up in Auckland, and here is the result. Um, and so I did grow up for a short time. I was born in Niue, but we did return to New Zealand. And I grew up for a short time in Twizel, which is, so if, you know, um, we do talk about cold. <laughs> I don't know if we'll call that fishing. We'll have a debate on that one there, Pastor, but that's okay. Um, so, grew up in Twizel. My dad worked on the Ohau A, Ohau B projects. And then when that closed down, uh, we moved to Burnham, just also just down the road. And so I spent a bit of time there. My dad was with the uh, Ministry of Works at the time. And then the call to return to New Air for my maternal grandmother was very strong, so we headed back. And I only returned to New Zealand uh, to come to university. And... Uh, but my husband and I have known each other since we were kids. Apparently, I used to run around and kick his bum in primary school. Um, apparently, if you, you know, if you know anything about kids, they say that if you do that, they like you. So, I don't know. Well, that's where we are, and here we are now. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, uh, we have one son. We have one son, Josh, and he's based at Linton Army Camp um, up in Palmerston North. And so we have a, a, a number of ties back, of course, to the army, but, uh, and my husband, ex-army as well. Um, so what I, do, I, what I do for a living is uh, I'm a teacher. So where's Kelly? Kelly's going to keep an eye on me. And sorry, I was supposed to start my time with Kelly. The reason why Kelly's going to keep an eye on me is because I'm a teacher and I have been trained to talk, <laughs> if you know your teachers. So I've been trained to talk, and I can talk for a very long time. So Kelly's going to keep me on track. Um, and the reason why I don't have uh, any PowerPoint or slides is because if I did, we'd be here all day, okay? So we specialize in that kind of thing. So I've had 26 years as a teacher, and uh, 
The last three of those have not been in the classroom. I've been working, teaching teachers is what I like to call it. Um, but I've uh, been in teaching for, for that amount of time and I, that's kind of what I want to share on this morning because the journey into that has not been one that I would have envisaged for my life. And so I want to share on that this morning and then as I sort of get to the round of the end part of that, I, um, I just want you to, while I'm speaking, sorry, I want you to think of two Bible characters that this uh, sharing of mine could reflect. Okay, so that's going to be your participation here. You don't have to yell it out at the end. This is not a test. I won't be collecting your answers at the end, but there will, I will tell you who they are. So um, being a teacher was not on my radar at all at any time in my life when I was young. Um, in fact, there was one incident which I can remember clearly, and I want to make an apology to my brother-in-law, who is such a wonderful man, but he was one of my teachers at the time. <laughs> and um, I said to him on the bus, I never want to be a teacher. You guys are boring. Um, and I said, you know, I didn't spend my life going through school just to go back into school. Can't think of anything worse. I had in my, in my dream and my thoughts of grandeur of myself... I was, had pursued science subjects right through high school and I had the, every intention to go into something in the field of medicine. No, it wasn't to be a doctor, I don't think I'm that bright, but um, it was, I was fascinated with biology and things like that, so a lab technician, or and the other one which was physiotherapy. The thing was though, up in, up in Niue, we had a system where you went through high school and you had to achieve a certain number of grades in order to get a scholarship to return to New Zealand to study. And getting those grades was very difficult because if you achieved the grades and somebody repeated that year, they took the better grades because they'd done it a second time. And so you ended up that whole cycle of, I produced the grades but somebody else nicks off with them. And so um, I went through sixth form, you can tell how old I am by saying sixth form. I went to sixth form, got my grades, got enough to pass. I actually passed sixth form, but the grades that I produced, somebody else who had repeated the year actually managed to nab them off me. Um, and I wanted, to, I seriously wanted to come to New Zealand and study. My parents, however, were not in the position for me to be able to do so. And they said I had to go and get a job, which was not exactly on my radar either. So. What I did was I went back to school and I did sixth form again. And I went and stole somebody else's grades. Um, but so <laughs> I think they've gotten rid of that, uh, <laughs> that pattern now. But then um, I managed to get enough, but we also had to only pick from what was available, what the government decided was important for the people. So they would put out what we would call uh, awards, study awards. And there was no study award to put out for a lab technician or a physiotherapist. And so I thought, oh, I'm really stuck here. But there, was a, there were two awards put out for teachers. And I just wasn't interested. You know, as I mentioned before, I just wasn't interested in going down that route. However, uh, my mum, on the other hand, insisted that I do something. So she went in and she grabbed the paperwork and she filled it in for me. I don't know how legal that is, but don't ask. It was a long time ago. So she filled it in for me, and she submitted the application with everything, and suddenly I am uh, finding out that I have an interview to go for an award as a teacher. And that was the last thing that I wanted. And, but I, 
in my mind I thought, you know, if I can just piggyback on that, get myself to New Zealand, cancel that study, go over to the university, enroll myself in something else, then I'll be able to use it. So here I was, scheming and planning in my head, thinking about the things that this could do for me. And um, I've got to let you know, though, I, do, I did grow up in a Christian family. And so, you know, we had uh, in a traditional sort of island-type family. So if you know those things, honouring your mother and father is a very strong component of, of our culture. And so I wasn't outwardly defying my parents. I was secretly planning to do it behind their backs. And I'm not condoning this in any way, so if there's any younger person watching this, this is not a plan for you to do what you want to do. Um, but so, you know, we'd go off to fellowship and I'd be putting my hand up and saying, oh, no, Lord, this is my desire. And yet, in my, in my other mind, it's, I'm going to run away. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, if you're anything like me, you've got, and you have theme songs for your life running through your head, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that I am. And so, anyway, I managed to go through the process, go through the motions, get down to New Zealand, and I have to at least show up and, and do the first year. But in my mind and in my heart, I think, this is not what I want to do, and I'm not happy. And so I start planning to run away and to unenroll and go somewhere else. But one thing is, I've got to let you know, I hated failing anything. So I passed all my first year, okay? Um, and how, I don't know, but my, I'd gone and had discussions with certain people in the university and said, I want to switch. I want to quit, I'm not happy. And, and they were more for my well-being and that kind of stuff, and so they were backing me up. Then my mum somehow finds out my plans. And I know it's not the university that's marked on me. And my mum says, the Lord's told me something, you're up to something. She gives me a call. You're up to something. And has, <laughs> you know, that sense of being busted. And I thought, Lord, how can you knock on me? That's terrible. But... <laughs> You know, here I, so here I am, and I'm thinking, I cannot do it now because too many people know. So I continue through university. I'm still miserable. I continue through university, but my pride doesn't want me to quit because I don't want to fail. However, I get to the last paper, and it's called professional practice, and it's the last paper of the last semester before I graduate. And I thought, this is disastrous, you know, because... There's, if I graduate, if I pass, then two things are going to happen. One is I'm going to have to return to Niue. And I had started to establish a life here. And I kind of liked going to the malls and all that sort of stuff. I liked the lifestyle that New Zealand had to offer. The other thing was I had already struck up a relationship with my now husband, which meant leaving him. And he was in the army and I would be heading off in a different direction and I wasn't keen on that. I wasn't keen on being all by myself. So, and my parents had moved over to New Zealand. That was another thing. They'd moved over to keep an eye on me. And so, <laughs> and they were really going to make sure that I passed and I got on that plane and I left to go back and pay back what I owed. And so I was in a real conundrum. So in the last assignment, I just didn't want to do it. I thought, okay, if I fail, this is going to be hard because it will take a knock to my pride. If I fail, at least I can repeat the semester. Then I can still be here for another six months. 
terrible, all the scheming that goes on in the hearts of people, isn't it? So here I am, and I'm, I'm wanting to do this, but so I get up the front, and you know, we're all caught up, and we had to give our philosophy on teaching. So I had started with something I thought, okay, if we look at it as a building, you talk about ECE being a foundation, and then, you know, I just took it that way, and I got halfway through my explanation, which was really lame to start with, and I stopped and I said, look, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it because I don't know that I want to be a teacher. This wasn't my plan. These weren't my dreams. And basically, I poured my heart out in front of the class, and I thought, right, that's it. She's going to fail me. That's cool. I haven't done what I was supposed to do. I couldn't even fail at that. She gave me an A. <laughs> and the reason she gave me that is because most, she said, most students go through with this beautiful philosophy of what they're going to do and how it's going to turn out. And da, da, da. She said, it's very rare to have people go through and talk about the realities of what is about to happen. And I thought, Lord, this is not helping. This is really not helping. I still don't want to be a teacher. So here I am at the end of this. I graduate. I've got the piece of paper. And I've got the, you know, the label of, of a teacher. And I just, it's a real struggle for me because in my mind, it wasn't what I wanted to do. That was not what I thought the plan was for my life. I had grand dreams, you know. I'm pretty sure everyone else does. And... Um, It wasn't until I sort of got through, went through the motions of it in the first, I think it was about the third year, I began to understand the impact that I had of being a teacher, about the ability that I had to speak into the lives of young people, to make an impact. And sometimes the words that I said also had the ability to completely destroy someone. Because these are young people. And their, their idea of themselves and their world around them as an adult, you have a real strong responsibility with what you say and be, being just really careful about the seeds that you plant in there that could be seeds of hope or seeds of doubt. And I began to realize that around about sort of the third year into it. And I, began, I reflected back on, on my life and, um, oh my gosh, I'm realizing my time. I reflected back on what I thought that I would do and I realized, you know, that wouldn't have suited me. What I wanted to do wouldn't have suited me, but this did. And as I say, I'm into my 26th year of it, and praise the Lord, I finally figured out that's where he wanted me to be. I mean, it's taken a while, but... So anyway, bringing me... I want to come back to the two characters that I said I want you to think about. The first one, of course, is Jonah. And uh, Jonah, God's plan was to save his people. But of course, you know, when he asked, he saved Nineveh. And he sends Jonah. What does Jonah do? Jonah goes, where's the nearest boat to somewhere else? You know, he didn't want to do it because he made a judgment call. He made a judgment call on God's plan to save those that he thought were not worthy of being saved. And if I uh, think about as well what I did, I'd made a judgment call on what God had planned for me to think it wasn't worthy of what, who I was. So very highfalutin and, you know, kind of thing. It took a bit of humbling to bring that down. But... You know, despite all Jonah's efforts to run away, God still brought him back round and he made him do it. So all, despite all my efforts and my plans to run away, he still brought me round and made me do it. So if there are any of you in here who are thinking of doing a Jonah, God will still bring you round and make you do it. Okay, that's just something to remember. The second one, of course, is Balaam and his donkey. And how this fits is because 
Balaam was on the vehicle that he had, which was the donkey. And if we consider, you know, something as a donkey, we think that it's foolish or it's not worthy. I thought that being a teacher or education was a donkey. I had, I thought I was going to ride a Porsche or something else like that, but not a donkey. And so in terms of that donkey or that vehicle, that vehicle saved Balaam's life. And it also brought him a blessing. It changed him. It changed what he was doing prior and made him into a different person that God then used to bless others. And it's the same thing for me. And so, you know, while... um, I'm going to sum it up because I realize that my time is coming very quickly to an end. There's three things I want to leave you with here. Number one, God knows what God knows what He's doing. Okay, there are times when we think, "God, what are you doing? Do you know what you are doing?" And we we make judgments on what He's doing, but it's coming from our own limited ability to understand. So. There's a verse, you know, in Job, when Job, <laughs> he says to Job, this is God saying to Job in Job 38, were you there when I laid the earth's foundations? In other words, excuse me, but I know what I'm doing. If you weren't even there, so I think you should just park your opinions and keep them to yourself, okay? And we can have a discussion later when you build an earth and build the universe and bring it around, okay? The second thing is we were created for a purpose and you were created as you were. And Pastor Lyndon last week, you know, God, why did you make me this way? He did. I know somebody else said he didn't quote, but, you know, he did. So our quirkiness, our behaviors, our attitudes, the things we like, the things we don't like, the things that make you tick, God has put those together within that vessel, which is you. And there is a fit for you. And so if you're trying to be, as one of my, uh, as the guest speaker at our graduation said, you know, if you're trying to be a second-rate apple instead of being a first-rate banana, then you need to figure out what does a banana mean to be a banana. I'd rather be a first-rate coconut, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, but in terms of what does that mean? What's your fit? Where are you best? Are you trying to be a second-rate something when God created you to be a first-rate something else? And, you know, the question is, well, how do I do that? Well, you talk to the right people. You talk to your pastors. You talk to people you trust. You talk to people who have known you for years who say, well, that's, that's not quite who you are, Lynn. You, you're actually better hanging out with people than hanging out with Petri dishes. And so, and the last thing that I want to leave you with is God's call on your life is both a blessing to you and to others. We look at that thing and I was able to bless others, but in turn, I too was blessed. So we have the Jonah and we have the Balaam. And here's the verse I want to leave you with. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God bless you all.